to you in peace from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. From beautiful Hotel Candelaria in Antigua, Guatemala, my name is Sean Smith, and on behalf of myself and my beautiful wife, Don Maurice, hello. Welcome to Now is the Time. It is my privilege to welcome to the Mobile Pro Podcast booth here at Exquisite Hotel Candelaria in Antigua, Guatemala, stove crew number seven, numero siete. I'm going to have them introduce themselves, starting with their crew leader. Hi, I'm Christina Nice, and I'm from Campbell, California. I'm Jendi Nice, and I'm from Campbell, California. I'm Kurt Vogel from Metamora, Illinois. I'm Luke from Metamora, Illinois. <laughs> I'm Sam Vogel from Metamora, Illinois. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. It is Thursday evening. We have one more full work day ahead. You guys have had a, a long week. Yeah. And uh, I, I, this is my favorite kind of podcast interview because we have <clears throat> some veterans and we have some newbies. And that's always makes for a great mix of uh what you experience and how you view your experiences. So tell me about tomorrow. Are you looking forward to tomorrow? Are you sad about tomorrow? It's the last day. Are you something else? Tomorrow's my last day. Well, tomorrow's our last work day oh, okay. on site. So it's our last day in the village. So I'm just curious where you're at with um, where your thoughts are with that. I didn't realize until today that it was Thursday. <laughs> I thought it was still I Wednesday. Thought, yeah, I thought it was Wednesday, too. <laughs> this was at VBS this <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> no, this week is, a, I guess, it just blurred by. Um, yeah, I didn't think there was a Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Did we skip yeah. that this week? Yeah, I again, think so. for me, it's it's just totally... It, the, day, the days flew by, you were... You were I mean, it's hard to believe tomorrow's mm-hmm. Friday already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's just hard to believe. I mean, it, it nothing drug on at all for me. It's just, it's been good experience and just, yeah, just flew by. That's great. Yeah. Um, well, I, I think that uh, the uh, the days they were, they're all so jam packed full of things that you're doing something pretty much every second and there's some downtime and everything between like worship and and uh dinner and all that but like uh i mean once the day's over you go to bed and you're like wait that that day just happened i mean it was it just yeah it goes by the days are long but the they, they just go they go by really really fast so so you really haven't had much time to reflect on, oh, wait, it's almost <laughs> over. Yeah, not a whole lot, no. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's <laughs> 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 a very honest answer. <laughs> Did it go slow for you? Has it been fast? or has Probably it been? pretty quick. Yeah, pretty quick. I'm sure I'll reflect on the plane rides. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'll have plenty of time to reflect, I'm sure. So you guys, I'm looking at the Vogels here, uh, newbies, first-timers, never been to Guatemala before, never been on this mission before, but you've heard you heard a lot about it, right, from oh, yeah. 
from uh, Anspor and mm -hmm. church and uh, how is it different? What surprised you about this trip? Well, so I had the uniqueness of being to Guatemala before 10 years ago. Oh, you really? I didn't know that. <clears throat> yep, I did a mission trip. Um, we flew into Guatemala, Guatemala City, stayed in Antigua one night, then went up to Quetzaltenango. Mm -hmm. Quetzaltenango, right? Yeah, and we stayed up there all week, and then we came back, stayed in Antigua, and then flew out. So that was over 10 years ago now. Not much has changed in 10 years. <laughs> yeah, that's something. But it's, I mean, it was another great experience as it was 10 years ago. Um, we did it through our church, and it was, it was just am amazing. When we went on that, it was me and my dad. My dad went along with me. Mm. And we were getting ready to move about that same time, so you were, <laughs> you were trying to prepare for moving and changing jobs at the same time you're going on a mission trip. Um, but it was, it was just amazing because everything worked out. I mean, we were putting a ceiling in a church and I don't know it like everything we did you knew God's hand was in it because like we ran out of lumber somebody turned in the same lumber that we needed mm. it was just just the things that all lined up and pretty neat <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I mean it, it it really hasn't changed. I mean, I don't see any differences in maybe improvements or different things. I mean, it, it seems like it's the mm -hmm. same as it was 10 years ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's sad in many respects. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but you were probably working in a similar village at what we're working in now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And they do. They kind of, well, Poverty looks the same all over the world. Exactly. And I've been to India and Haiti and many of the islands and yeah. dirt floor, open fire cooking, yeah. no shoes. Yeah. And I've been throughout Central America quite a bit. So I've been to Costa Rica, Nicaragua, Panama, Colombia, and South America. But, South um, Africa. <laughs> South America. <laughs> so you see the same things right. throughout these countries so it, it's you see a lot of the same stuff really so luke anything surprising to you anything different than what you thought it was going to be like i kind of got like the gist that it was like going to be like i kind of pictured it worse than it really was like when i thought of guatemala i, I kind of thought like it was just like so poor but there's some parts like Antigua that are like a lot wealthier mm -hmm. and I just pictured it like it's a bunch of like just lots of slums everywhere mm -hmm. but I mean when I came here it's like oh there's a lot of wealthy people here too mm -hmm. but there's a lot of poor people here too yeah and this hotel does not <clears throat> 
feel poor. Right. <laughs> it's not very representative yeah. of of um, the families that we're serving. Mm -hmm. It's kind of the opposite. Uh, so yeah, I could see where that would be. In Antigua, where we're staying, mm -hmm. it's a beautiful <laughs> tourist city and uh, beautiful colonial architecture. And, yeah. Interesting. And uh, someone mentioned earlier that there's not many developing countries that it's kind of wealthy or poor. There's not much mm -hmm. in between. You don't see a lot of middle right. ground, middle class. Yeah. And you guys have experienced that mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. Sam, do you have any surprises? Anything that you really weren't expecting? I guess like uh, in, in Illinois, in America, we're like uh, Peoria, which is near where we live. Um, it's it's a different kind of poverty because what would be seen as pauper, poverty in Peoria is like middle class kind of that would be here. I mean, it's it's like, and the, the difference is between uh, the U.S. and here is that the U.S., in the U.S., the people get government aid. Mm -hmm. And down here, there's nothing and people are just trying to survive and that really, that's that's a really big barrier on the poverty spectrum there. So, I wasn't expecting that. I was I was kind of picturing sort of the south end of Peoria sort of thing, and it was it was really different. It was like a different world compared to. So, and my understanding is you guys have as a family have have worked with the poor in your area. Is that mm -hmm. right? Um, mm -hmm. Through the. Samaritan's it's Purse Samaritan's and Purse. maybe some food, soup kitchens, food banks, food banks and things yeah. like that, mm -hmm. right? So yeah. you have seen poverty in the U.S. Uh, and this is much different than that. There, yeah, and there, there's no comparison. <laughs> I mean, even the the most unwealthy, they're, they have a car. They have ways to get around. You, ha I mean, how many people here are on motorcycles or or walking i mean mm -hmm. so many yeah. people walk in peoria you don't see people walking you see one here or there but it's a smaller town too but but it's yeah it, it's totally different they they've got decent houses even if it's a provided government provided housing it's it's nothing compared to what conditions you have here with mm -hmm. dirt floors with yeah. with open ceilings with just a sheet metal over the top i mean it's mm -hmm. it's just totally you can't compare it yeah. really a few years ago i i was trying to do a presentation and uh, i was trying to explain the difference in the level of poverty without being disrespectful to those who live in poverty in the United States, uh, trying to figure out a way to explain this. And, and fortunately, there's um, a lot of people who've tried to explain it as well before me. And I was able to find... So this, there's this organization called the World Bank, and they are the ones who... They work in developing countries all over the world, and they try to put some numbers and put some language to describe these things. And one of the things I found really helpful is uh, they've defined 
extreme poverty uh, for the world, and that's between one and two dollars per person per day, is their definition of extreme poverty. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have extreme poverty in the U.S., but it's less than one percent of the population. What we have is what they define as relative poverty, relative to the median or the average wealth of people who live in the United States. And so relative poverty is defined, I believe it's 30% below the poverty line. So if the poverty line in the United States is $23,000 a year or something along those lines. So um, 30% less than that would be defined as relative poverty. I mean, it, it is very impoverished for the United States. Mm-hmm. So it's still, yeah, it's poverty. It's hard to make a living, live off of this amount of money, even if that money, amount of money is several times more than what extreme poverty would be here in the U.S. Those two things were really helpful to me in understanding, yeah, they're poor relative to everyone else in that country. But if you want to look at poor compared to the rest of the world, uh, the World Bank has a lot of great information about that. And most of the families that we're serving are living between $1 and $2 per person per day and the extreme poverty uh, level. Dirt floors, open fire cooking, no shoes, maybe going to school through fifth grade, maybe not. Mm -hmm. Public water source, it's not pure water. So anyway, (laughs) I diverge, but I I think it was really helpful. Conveniences, right? I mean, it is, it's washer, dryer, (laughs) microwave, I mean, dishwasher, I mean, so many of the conveniences that we have just aren't here. Mm It's just not here. So I'm curious if you are able to describe your experience so far in one word. Like if you had to say, okay, this is one word. (laughs) And <laughs> Jenny's rolling her eyes like, are you kidding me? <laughs> think about that one. That needs some thought. <laughs> if you could define your experience this week or your feelings about this week in one word, what, what one word would sum up? Or what word would you choose? I guess my word would be remember. Because um, I've been in this community before, but I've just been remembering and reinteracting with it um, and re-experiencing it again, I guess. I mean, we spend all year. I mean, I've been coming back here every summer for many, many years. And I, it's kind of, I mean, now that I've done it so long, it, it's actually easy to, to, like, numb it down a little bit, even though I only see it for two weeks a year. It's still, you know, not a first-time experience, you know. And so it's easy to kind of glaze over it, I guess, Um, which is crazy. Um, But I guess this week I'm just 
remembering like how extreme this is, how important our work is, and how incredible these people are. Um, and I think today I was just noticing again like the community that is there um, in Duenas and those women. I like just talked and was standing next to a few um, during VBS today and I think last year we were so just taken aback by that and today it was just full again and there were so many women around, so many children, you could see everyone kind of like checking out each other's kids, like it's just like a community um, and um, I think even more seeing how Corazón de los Niños is really a part of the of the Duenas community and it's not it's not a separate thing like I mean of course we're working with people who are involved but it's very integral at this point they've done so much work um, and these women are really participating to a point that they are a part of it um, and leading mm -hmm. so that's really great I think I think my word would be intrigued, intrigued. Kind of, because I haven't really been out of the country as as far as Guatemala before, and it's there's there hasn't been a bus ride where I haven't been looking around and seeing all the different things because it's so different, mm -hmm. it's so different, and like soldiers on the side of the street with assault rifles and. You you'd never see that in the U.S. I mean, yeah. And the, I mean, there, the the language since I don't speak that much Spanish. I mean, it's just like I want to kind of learn it and and all this. And it's just like I wish I knew more so I could get closer to the people a little bit. But I mean, I'm I'm really uh, I'm really thinking about coming back next year mm. and uh, maybe doing this again because. I just want to experience it more. Mm -hmm. It's it's a very intriguing place mm -hmm. for somebody that's never been out of the country and experienced this kind of poverty and all that stuff before. Amen. I hope you will come back. <laughs> oh, I guess it's my turn. <laughs> I'd have to say, like, just different. Different. Because, like, I don't know, like, Everywhere you go, it's just different from the U.S. Give me an example. What's different? Um, like, like dogs. Like here, it's like everyone's enemies almost. Whereas back in the U.S., you like never see a stray dog because someone's always like taking care of it or something. And how many stray dogs do you think you saw this week? Mm. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he was trying to count them. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know, we actually had a crew. Do you, do you remember? We had a crew one year that counted the dogs. Oh, wow. <clears throat> wow. They saw over 30 stray dogs a day. Yeah, I can believe it. Some days it was over 50. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 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 it's and you you believe that you oh, believe yeah. Me. oh yeah mm -hmm. yeah they're everywhere yeah different yep <laughs> sure. 
probably my one word would be gracious. Not only every home that we went into, they welcomed you in, they were happy that you were there and doing, putting the stoves together. It didn't matter if it was going into a home or if it was doing like BBS, the kids just love to have you there. They're all gracious to have you there. Mm. So that's one level. And then it's just that we're here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're here as a family. Mm -hmm. such a short amount of time I, I think the word that first came to mind was humility mm. and I just um, humbled I just um, I'm just so humbled when I go into these homes and you know their lifestyle everything is so different you know the washing the water the you know they don't have access to water every day they don't have access to um, markets every day. I mean, they can go into these little stores, I'm sure these little tiendas, but they're probably going to pay a lot more. They wouldn't have what they need that they normally buy at the market and just their lifestyle. And, you know, they have to walk everywhere and they have to, you know, as a mother, I think, you know, they have to send their little children out to go do things for them because they can't leave the home because they have other little ones or what have you. So they're having to, you know, do things so differently than we do in the States. And, um, and yet they're so joyful and they're so gracious and, and grateful and just happy and serving and working so hard to prepare for us and you know they have to wait around for us or they have to wait around for supplies or whatever it is and you know and yet they're just so just so kind and so happy that we're we're there and you know they're just I know there's just so much that goes into um, this week that's behind the scenes on their end you know, they, they have to prepare to, for us to come into their home. So they have to rearrange their home, I'm sure. And then on top of that, they have to figure out how they're going to cook their meals before we come in and how they're going to get time off work or whatever or put aside their daily tasks. And I just think all those things are just amazing. And I'm sure those are only a few of the things that they're doing to prepare for our our time to come and I just feel really humbled by that mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. yeah 
you've met you've met a lot of people this week. You've been in many people's homes. You've seen a lot of kids at VBS. We had over a hundred kids easily over a hundred kids at VBS today. <clears throat> I hear people say, I think we said it earlier that you know, like so much happens in a day here, like a month's worth of things happen, and. <clears throat> One of the reasons why we do these podcasts is to try and remember some of the moments, some of the things that that happen. What, who is one person that you've met here in Guatemala that in two years from now you don't want to forget? One special person, maybe it's a kid, maybe it's somebody <laughs> whose home you went in, maybe it's someone from Corazon de los Niños, maybe it's someone on one of our teams. Who was one person that you really made an impact on you, and you just you don't want to forget them? They're thinking really hard. <laughs> Same avatar. <laughs> yeah, the dog with the painted head. <laughs> the what? Yeah. It was a dog and it got wet paint on its head so it was <laughs> like paint. just a blue spot on its head so we named it Avatar <laughs> It's just a little street dog that came into the BBS <laughs> room running around everywhere and they were painting mm-hmm. He stuck his head in the wet paint Okay, <laughs> 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 so is that your final answer? <laughs> I um, I have two, and I can't decide who. I'll pick one. Okay. Uh, Rosalba, she's a woman that we worked with last year. She was kind of our guide for Stove Teams. But I I don't know if she's in more leadership this year than she was last year. She is. Mm -hmm. But she just amazes me. She's just got so much energy. And when I think of, you know, what makes me... (laughs) Boulder, just to watch her and just to see all that she accomplishes with her children, with her family, and the community. And she just has such an amazing heart, you can tell, for and a passion for the projects and for us and for the, for the um, community and, and then for her family. And today we were sitting with her during... VBS during the story time and and her son came up to her and Christina told me later that on the way home that she she told her son you go listen because I'm going to ask you questions afterwards <laughs> so she's she's just a really good mom so I mean on top of everything else she does she's you know she's a parent too and she's serious about about that and I just I love her and uh, just just the heart, you know, and you just, even though I don't speak Spanish, we just have, have a connection, so, mm-hmm. yeah, it's really, it's kind of neat, just how every village, every year, you just kind of make those connections, and she's one of those people mm. that she I connect is. with. Mm-hmm. Anyone else? Well, I'm glad I met these two. Um, <laughs> He's pointing at Christina and Jenny. <laughs> yep, because, I mean, it was good to work with them, and um, you just got to know them more over the week. Just in the bus, I mean, Christina and 
Luke and I had talked, and she was asleep the whole time. <laughs> Most, yeah, <laughs> these past few days she was asleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, we just got to know each other and everything, and it was it was really nice to just know, and we worked r- really well as a team mm-hmm. together, and it was nice to get mm-hmm. to know these two. So mm-hmm. <laughs> they are worth remembering, mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and I can't speak Spanish, so I couldn't really meet anybody else. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yep, yep. That'll change. You're going to learn some Spanish this year, come back next year, and you'll be, we'll have to be like, Sam, okay. We got to go. Could be in a conversation. (laughs) Others? You want to remember? Um, I mean, there's a, and I forget the names all the time, but, um, little girl at, uh, VBS that's always I mean held mm-hmm. my hand during the games mm-hmm. I mean just mm-hmm. just there I mean she wants to talk to me but I can't speak with her because of the language barrier but yeah definitely yeah kids are special here I mean mm-hmm. definitely they just kind of latch on to you and <laughs> And even though you can't speak, you're, there's still just a connection. You can feel the connections, mm-hmm. which is really special. And then, obviously, the um, and I again names problem with names again. <laughs> the guy who comes in and helps every oh yeah that you introduced us to. Um, Casildo. What a story. I mean, just <laughs> I came to help and I mean mm-hmm. neat guy. I mean, had the chance to sit with him the one meal too and and just he's just here to help and he's engaged and it's something special that he can he wants to do that and to be here and this the story you shared the other night was or the other morning I guess it was it was yeah it was touching yeah just briefly uh, Casildo is a Guatemalan who who uh, remembers in 1976 when his home was destroyed by an earthquake a few months later a group of American missionaries came and built them a new house and ever since, he's wanted to pay it forward, to give back. And so he, we were working in his village, and he came up one day and asked to volunteer. And we were a little suspicious because we have a lot of people who are looking for jobs. They're looking for work from Americans. And he whipped out his wallet and fanned out this, a lot of cash. And he's like, I got money. I don't need, I don't need your money. I just want to help. And... Uh, He's got long hair, and he kind of looks different, and we were a little suspicious and um, worked his tail off on the floor crew, laying concrete all week, and then said, where are you going next week? I'd love to help, and made his way out to to our bus ride, getting on the bus at 4 o'clock in the morning, come help us in this other village, uh, just to say thank you for what group of American missionaries did for him and his family in 1976. So he is a 
very special man. Uh, my wife, Don Maurice, calls him Jesus. <laughs> she said, that man is Jesus incarnate. And most people miss him. Most people dismiss him, don't, don't notice him, don't take the time to get to know him and know his true love for others. And, and he's the most sacrificially giving, unconditionally loving person I think we've ever met. See it. Very special man. I hear worship starting. I don't want to keep you any longer. Um, I hope you'll remember those other names. And uh, and I just want to take this moment to thank you all individually. I know I'm running around. Don Lees is running around. We didn't have much time to hang out. It was great to get to know you, Kurt, mm -hmm. earlier Absolutely. today. We had a chance to talk farming and engineering, yeah. uh, which my dad was from a farm and you're from a farm and yeah. you're an engineer my dad's an engineer in the automotive industry and um lots of connections but it, that was a rare moment <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I would love to I'm get gonna ask you guys to come play games yeah. <laughs> <laughs> come on over stop the talking we need um, people to play games yeah no that's it, what happens you know it's like uh, just I finally make a connection someone pulls me aside so we need to hear and meet you there so I like to take this moment to say on behalf of Don Maurice and myself thank you thank you for coming to Guatemala thanks for bringing your heart thanks for coming back to Guatemala mm -hmm. and uh, coming with your whole heart and giving all that you have to love and serve our dear friends in Guatemala we couldn't do it without you um and we're honored and humbled to to serve side by side with you all. So, thanks for your your service to our Lord and to His children here in Guatemala, and thanks for sharing your stories with me on the podcast. Thank you. So that's all the time we have for now from Antigua, Guatemala. If you'd like more information about our mission team photos, audio podcasts, blog posts, or even YouTube videos, visit our mission website at nowisthetimeformissions.com. That's nowisthetimeformissions.com. And until next time, this is Sean Smith saying Dios te bendiga. May God bless you. Vaya con Dios. Go with God. Pero no inmediatamente.